1: As a fireman or policeman, there is a specific way that we dress. So the question is as a Christian, how should we dress? What should we look like? Let's talk about that next. As a Froyland, I do the best I can to represent my family name. My father, my grandfather, my great-grandfather, who was a pastor. So how are we who are people of mercy to live? You know, that is your new last name in Christ. Your last name is mercy. It's grace. So how do you live? How do you respect and honor that name? That's what we're looking at in Romans 12 here in verses 11 and 12 won't you join us our series living sacrifice serving one another continues here's pastor Phil Howard with today's broadcast
2: let me begin with 12:1 therefore i urge you brothers in view of god's mercy that i've been describing for 11 chapters the mercy that god showed you when he saved you through jesus christ and because of that mercy Offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is a reasonable act of worship, and I believe that verse is the key to unlocking everything else. If you don't do that, the rest is mute to you because you won't do any of it anyway. Unless you respond to God's mercy. and he said, here, my body is yours. I'm available to you, Lord. I present my members as your instruments. And he made that appeal to us in Romans 6. You are the slave to whoever you present your body to. But he's saying, mercy. This mercy community saved by God's mercy. I'm asking you, give me your body representative of your life as a reasonable act of worship i want to use it what will happen you'll stop being conformed any longer to the pattern of this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind then you will be able to test and approve what god's will is his good pleasing and perfect will pardon my comments while i read it but i want to clarify some things you need not ever worry about what the will of God is until you 're available to do it. I think availability precedes knowing it. if you say uh, i 'm not available, show me what it is, and i 'll tell you if i 'm available doesn 't work that way. You become available in your spirit. Here I am, God, you chart my life, you chart the path uh And then you, he says, will begin to experientially for yourself find out that God's will is good, perfect, and acceptable. But it's only after you've made yourself available to do whatever that particular will of God for you is. Then he goes on describing uh, that grace will shrink up your head. It will not make you proud. Don't think more highly than you ought But rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the measure of faith God has given you. Uh, It's like a man told me the other day, he said, you have a face made for radio. Well, that will shrink your head. Uh, Just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function. So in Christ, we who are many form one body. And each member belongs to all the others. We are in a sacred community. And in this community, God has given different gifts according to the grace given us. If a man's gift is prophesying, let him use it in proportion to his faith. If it is serving, let him serve. If it is teaching, let him teach. If it is encouraging, let him encourage. If it is contributing to the needs of others, let him give generously. If it is leadership, let him govern diligently. If it is showing mercy, let him do it cheerfully. You can fall one or two ways on these gifts. You could fall on the name of the gift side and worry about which one you got. That can be holy guesswork. The better thing is to fall on what he said. Use it. Use it. Whatever you got, use If people mislabel it, doesn't matter. If they call you, you got a gift that you really don't have, but you're working for God, don't worry about it. If you're a teacher, quit telling us. Teach. If you got the gift of serving, quit telling us what the name of it is. Let us see what servants look like. Sir, don't tell me your gift. I don't want to know. I'd like to see you do something. Go, do it. You said you could dance. After what I just saw, you don't have the gift of dancing. I'll pass judgment. I'll know. Right? So if you've got the gift, use it. And let the body tell you if you've got it. i got the gift of preaching. Does anyone have the gift to listen to you? Harry Ironside said if God gives you the gift of preaching, he's got to give somebody the gift of listening. It's not fair to count your wife. She can't get away anyway. (laughs) Then, love must be sincere. He begins this series all the way through 21, and I'm not going to do all of it. He begins to tell you how we act in this sacred community besides using our giftedness. He says, first of all, how we treat fellow believers. And we looked at that last week. You love them. You're devoted to one another. You honor one another. uh, You share with God's people who are in need. And you practice hospitality. Today, I'm going to look at how we treat God. And I want us to see the vertical way we're to live, how we treat God. And he says here, verse 11, never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor. Serving the Lord, be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Six things that he wants you to do towards God. Six things. One, don't be lazy about doing God's will. The zeal involved here is zeal to obey God. Zeal to do God's commands. Do not be lacking. And the word lacking, it really means don't be lazy about getting with it. Two, keep your spiritual fervor. Some believe this means your spirit boiling. Now use a human spirit. Others will argue. It's let the Holy Spirit continue to produce a boil or a fire in you. And so, either way, if it's your human spirit, I've got to have the Holy Spirit to keep me alive, Bernie. If it's the Holy Spirit, I've got to get along with him in such a way that I do nothing to cool him off, because you can cool him off. And we'll look at that. Thirdly, he says, serving the Lord with all this zeal and with all this fire, don't just go everywhere serve the lord you always serve who you worship i know what you worship by where you spend your money and spend your time and whether you've called it idolatry or not god does whoever you stoop to serve is your god Because he said in the Old Testament, you shall love the Lord your God. And then he turns around and you shall serve him with all your heart. Loving God and serving God are synonymous. You can't separate them. And so if you're not giving to God's work, if you're not serving, you don't love him. You just got a mouth religion. You talk a lot. You talk too much. Shut up. Start serving. We don't want to hear it. There's a people that draw an eye to God with their lips, but their hearts are far away. That's why people don't want you to know if they give or not because giving cuts out the lying. Giving is the real thing. Where do you give? Your time, your body, your resources. You say, well, God hasn't called me, he hasn't gifted me. No, no, you're in sin. Everybody's been called to do that. That's just ground one. When you come to love him, you'll want to give everything you got to him. you want to serve him, obey him you want to give him everything. So, well, he hasn't, I haven't seen him that well yet. You haven't seen him. When you see him, he wants all of you. This verse, by the way, isn't written to pastors, it's written to the church. I love these verses, it gets me off. But I'm included. I think I'm a Christian. Uh, he says, Serving the Lord, be joyful be rejoicing in hope not because things are going your way be patient in affliction that is don't bail out when things go rough stay in there if you hold on just another hour deliverance is on the way just another hour and then he says to be faithful in prayer not lazy about god's the first thing Never lacking in zeal, and it's really the idea of being lazy. Don't with Old King James. Don't be diligent in business. It wasn't talking about money at all and finance. He's talking about uh, energy for God. Uh, and, And you know, there's some. There's two sides. He's going to talk about energy for God. And then on the other side, is going to talk about passion for God. Don't lose the burn. And there's, sometimes I see two kinds of people in the church. you got some folks that are, are busy as a beaver over here. They're work, work, work. They love it. Let's get it done. They're, they're efficient. They're on it. Work, 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 work. Their life is run by computer papers and a desk. Let's get it done. And they look good to me. But sometimes they can lack passion. They can lack the warmth of being a glow by the spirit. They would just work hard if they were working for the communist party. That's just the way they're put together, and just that like, go 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 work ethic, without this burning. And yet, this burning side, this burning in spirit, without any work, can drive you baddie. They're just sacred uh, mystics wandering out in the desert trying to get another vision. Said. So, do you know we got work in the church? No, no, no. God's called me to see visions and dreams. Well, you're a nightmare. Let me tell you that. Well, while you, when you're getting through, I hope, you, I hope God scares you out of your wits so you'll get busy. Work for me till I come. Don't go stand on a hill and just look up till Jesus comes. He says, you guys go to Jerusalem. I got some stuff I want to do with you that you can't do by standing on this hilltop looking for Jesus to come back. I've got something for you to do. I want you to evangelize Jerusalem. Go to the upper room and wait. And some of you in that frozen posture. You see, you need both. Number one, don't be lazy about doing the will of God. It's amazing how we have energy to serve what we delight in. We've got energy to do what we love to do. Well, you know, we we kid about kids, and I think it's true of most all kids. you see a kid laying around, and and I was one of them. Empty the trash. I feel tired. (laughs) And about that time, a buddy would call, Hey, you want to play some hoops? You better believe it. We're going to meet. Let's go, baby. (laughs) I got energy. I just got an energy thrust, Mom. She said, Well, you didn't empty the trash. I'm not called at that. I'm called to shoot hoops. I've got energy to do hoops. And then it was when my dad got home, he had energy to spank the fire out of me because I didn't do what my mother said. Uh, you know, I just, and one of the generational things that I've never seen so many tired young people. What you're tired of? I'm tired of being tired. Yeah, you had not done anything in a, in, for 15 years. You need some exercise. You need to go out and chop some wood all day like Lincoln. (laughs) Chop wood. Boy, you're old. I know. We don't need the wood. I want you to chop. I'm going to just see if you can do it. (laughs) It's lazy. My dad told his dad had spent a year in prison in Oklahoma for trying to hurt a man. And he said they had lazy prisoners. They just wouldn't work, wouldn't doing their duties. And at McAllister, they had a little invention, a 12-foot hole in the ground. And you put a man down there, you put a garden hose over, and at the bottom of this 10-foot hole was a little pump. And they turned on the garden hose. And they let it run for 24 hours. And if you don't want to pump, you just drown. Eventually, the water brings you to the top. It seemed to cure laziness in many of those men. They learned to pump. Boy, I better pump. I'm going to drown. said, you don't want to make up your bed? That's all right, honey. 24 hours in this hole. Just pump. Try that 24 hours of pumping to stay alive. God deliver us and mercy should have delivered us from being lazy about doing God's will. It ought to awaken in you. He said, mercy doesn't want a lazy people about doing the will of God. How long does it take you to get in motion and to obey and to do whatever God's saying to you? So he says, let them not be lacking in zeal. Then he says, be fervent in spirit. And some, like I said, take this to be your human spirit. So keep the human spirit uh, boiling on fire that's impossible for you to do all of this is there's four things that god tells you you've got to do for the christian life one it's a life of continual trust in jesus galatians two i'm walking by faith in the son of god i'm trusting jesus moment by moment that is the first part so we don't do any ethics in our own power we do it in reliance right Because you're going to meet some sinners. I don't want to do that. How could God command me to do something I don't want to do? Because he's God and you're a sinner. And he said, you know what you ought to do. He's telling us what to do. Are you burning in spirit? Well, I don't know how to burn in spirit. Would you trust Jesus? Two, would you walk in the spirit? Galatians five 16, we're people walking in reliance on the Holy Spirit, so we get supernatural help to do this stuff, don't we? Or it's just the law. It's just a set of ethics to say, well, I can't do it, I don't want to do it, and God knows I can't do it, so I'm not. No, 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 that just, you just admitted I'm in rebellion against the command. The command ought to say i've got to run to jesus and ask for help i've got to trust the holy spirit for help and he wants to help you doesn't it's pretty weak that's okay and thirdly we serve in the energy or strength that god supplies first peter four eleven, serving in the strength god supplies Say, so i don't have the strength to serve well god does And God can energize you. And then that passage in 4.11 says, We do it all for the glory of God. So these four things ought to guide your Christian life. I'm trusting Jesus step by step. I'm relying on the power of the Spirit. I'm experiencing God infusing strength in me to do what I normally could not do. And it's all going to bring God glory, a good opinion. That ought to be the sum total of what, what drives us as Christians. Have you ever had God teach you to do something you never thought you'd do in a thousand years? I said, because you relied upon him, you entered into a facet of his will that uh, you never thought you'd do. I think preaching, man, I started at 15. I was terrible. Why, why didn't they rescue the church and me from even trying? Can I tell you how terrible and how much failure you have to live through to even have the guts to show up and speak? You know when you're putting everybody to sleep. You know when everyone's bored. You're not the dumb kid, you know. I said, wow, and I'm just trying to obey God. He said, you're going to have to trust me a whole lot. I remember my brother, David, my brother Paul, when I said, I think God's called me to preach. He said, well, God's got a big job on his hands thanks paul (laughs) and he was right uh fervent in spirit let me say this are you boiling in spirit i have to say a lot of times i'm not i have to say many times i read about laodicea being lukewarm and i say that's me i've cooled off i've cooled off many times because this phrase, there's a phrase in the scriptures that says, Do not quench the spirit. First Thessalonians five nineteen he says, Pray without ceasing, give thanks in all things. And then just slips that little verse, quench not the spirit. And that word quench means uh, literally don't render inoperative. And the way they normally use it when it was used to fire, don't throw water on the fire, don't put out the campfire. Don't, don't take and throw those things on your spirit that make you uh, go uh, lose the flame and you've just become a struggling ember. Don't do anything that renders that flame inoperative. You've got to feed the flame, you've got to feed the spirit. To keep a fire going, you need two things you need fuel and you need oxygen. And when you throw water on it, of course, the fuel is soaked, the oxygen is choked off, and the flame cannot stay alive. God says, the fuel that I burn is available, Christians. I told you to make yourself available to me. Are you available? I know when you're not available, and I'll be quenched. I'll be grieved as a sensitive spirit. I'll back away because I don't rape My people, I use my people, I don't force myself on them. Are you a yielded bride? Do you want my spirit to work in you? Are you saying, back off, I want my sin, or I want to ignore those promptings of the spirit? Don't quench me by sin, by neglect, And cutting off that oxygen, throwing things on your life that are starving out the spiritual side of you. Not feeding the spiritual, not feeding the flame. Consume with pleasure. Consume with yourself. Consumed with life, whatever. But pretty soon you feel the flame is going down to a struggling ember. And then you all of a sudden say, you know what? I'm more smoke than I am fire. I'm barely getting out any light. I'm barely getting out a witness. I've cooled off. I've gotten over being a child of mercy. I've learned to quench. I'm no threat to anyone now. I've cooled off. And I must say this, hear me well. You never lived in a colder world than today. We need fire in Christians. We need fire to thaw out this cold culture. This culture that's hard-hearted, that's cold. The last days the love of many shall wax cold. I ask you, are you a cold Christian? Not a cucumber, Christian. Have you cooled off? Has the flame nearly just gone down to a flicker? What are you doing to fan it? He told a young preacher at Ephesus. He said, oh, Timothy, fan, fan the flame within you. Oh, That's why I love to get around people who are exhorters and prayer warriors. When I am barely having a flame going, I don't need to be around the critics or the wet blankets in the church. I want someone to fan the flame, somebody to pray, somebody to tell me God can do something. I want to hear somebody tell me that God can just uh, revive my limping spirit, and bring me up to soar with angels. Let me tell you, we need to exhort one another. Are you on fire in your spirit? Are you boiling about the things of God?
1: That brings us to the end of our time today, here on Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard, as we have been working our way through Romans.